I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys. Okay, so if you hear nothing else this episode, I want to remind you that 500 reviews in the iTunes store by December 31st will mean a gigantic surprise for Please Advise listeners in the new year. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, click our show, find our show, PLZ Advise in the store, go to the review section and leave a five-star review. You don't even have to leave a comment, but if you feel like leaving a comment, please do go for it. I also want to let you know that if you're in the LA area on December 30th, I am going to be doing a live show. I've done it a few times before. It's called Story Smash. It's a competitive storytelling event. It's at the Hollywood Improv in the lab. It's at 7 p.m. The doors are at 6.30. The show is over by 8.15, which means we'll have a minute or two to chat if you guys want to hang out. The general admission is $10. It's really easy to get a ticket, but they do tend to sell out early. So I want to make sure that you guys, my peeps know to check out the show, grab tickets. It's really fun. I try to do this show as much as possible. This is going to be my third time. I won last time, so maybe we can win again. Um, but yeah, check out that show, Hollywood Improv, The Lab, on December 30th, 2017. The doors are at 6.30, early show, real early show. Super simple if you have friends or family in town that like to go to bed around 9 o'clock. All right, hope to see you guys then. Thanks for the reviews in advance, and enjoy today's show. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. 
Oh my god, you guys, it's episode 150 Please Advise. I didn't even know that, Christina. That's crazy. 150. Damn. Okay, so funny story, you guys. I went to Chicago recently um, to do a meetup for Emotionally Broken Psychos, and we had a really fun time. And then, like, I, I don't know, fell asleep on the couch, and I woke up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, and my flight was at, like, 9 a.m., so obviously I couldn't go back to bed. So I just searched Tanya Harding in the iTunes store because I, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, I searched <laughs> Tanya Harding in Apple Podcasts, it's what it's called now, you guys. Go leave a five-star review for my show, please, all of them. And if this show gets, remember, 500 reviews by the new year, you get a big surprise. Christina, do you have an update on how many reviews we have? Christina's going to look into that. So anyway, I find a podcast called Hollywood Crime Scene, and it has a, like, a whole breakdown of Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan, which, obviously, obsessed. I can't wait for I, Tanya. Um, It's going to be like the movie of the century. So I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm like, oh, I should look these girls up. And then I realize, oh, I'm following both of these girls, and they follow me. Um, and then this girl holler at me who we've mentioned on this podcast before comes into my bedroom. Cause she was like, we hung out the night before and she's like, Oh, that's Rachel. And I was like, how do you like, know? how are you having voice recognition right now? Like I like barely alive. So anyway, you guys, it's Desi Jettigan and Rachel Fisher. They are the hosts of Hollywood crime scene. They also do other stuff. Welcome to the show guys. Hi, how are you? Hi. Um, do you want to know about this pig I'm holding? It's really I, cute. I was curious. So when I was in New York for another Emotionally Broken Psychos meetup, the end of the meetup, these two girls like pull me aside and they told me that they wanted me to have something. And like they were really emotional about it. Like they were like both kind of crying a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if I want it, you know, like whatever it is, like I, I can't be responsible for this. And it turns out that it's this therapy pig that one of them stole from a kid she babysits, I think. And <laughs> um, I guess it fits like perfectly in your neck. And they wanted me to give it to Wags. And I was like, he doesn't appreciate anything or anybody. Like, I don't know if you understand, like, like therapy pig will have his stuffing ripped out of him. But Wags didn't rip his stuffing out probably because he doesn't have teeth anymore. Um <laughs> Instead, he just dragged it through a broken pen, so it's kind of tie-dyed now. But um, I hold therapy pig when I do this podcast, so Wags has, like, a distraction. Because otherwise, they'll be all up on the mic. But has anyone ever done that to you, given you a gift you haven't been prepared for? I don't think so. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm going like, to have to think about that. It was like getting something that, like, it was like, someone leaving something to you in a will that you're just like this is i can't have like this is too much responsibility my cat my cat oh yeah my actual cat someone left you a cat in a will no it was my mom's cat that i got for my mom as a birthday present four years ago and then a year and a half ago after i Got, I had just gotten home from the AIDS ride. I was exhausted. I had just started dating this new guy that I really, really, really liked. And my mom is not able to take care of the family cat anymore, who's a hairless sphinx cat. So my mom drives down to LA from San Francisco and she drops this cat off at my house. And I'm like, Mom, you don't understand. A, I gave you this cat. And B, like, I just started dating this new guy. I don't even know if he likes cats. Yeah. And it doesn't even have any hair. So, like, 
what am I going to do? Like you, it was like a romantic comedy movie where like the blustered like a uh, bachelor guy gets like a kid dropped off at his house and he has right. to figure out how to raise it. Um, but that cat has been living with me for a year and a half. It's she's definitely my child. She's the mascot to me and Desi's podcast. You can sometimes <laughs> occasionally hear her in the background. I thought you had a orange cat because you no. showed me a picture of your cat. I was not hairless. Are you sure? Are you sure it's a hairless I'm cat? I'm positive. I have. A, <laughs> she's pink and gray. Okay. Yeah. I mean that sounds right. She has no hair. Um. I want to also say that. You guys love the pod. Um, last Thanks. couple episodes, there was a child screaming in the background. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with the child screaming in the background. What you need to do is acknowledge it. Like, you need to say oh. on mic. But we're just used to ignoring children. <laughs> if you if you hear a noise, I mean, because we have ambient shit going on all the time here. But it was just, I was like, is this like a low-key sound effect that they're playing in the background? <laughs> like, just like, I'm like, it, it would kind of fit the theme of the podcast right. like hollywood crime sure but like if next time just you know i you know i know you didn't ask for advice but, but podcaster to podcaster yes. next time maybe just say acknowledge the child screaming I in did the at the end they said i said we were just recorded this show from a water park oh maybe it was too subtle of an oh yeah <laughs> i probably we were trying to end the episode as quickly as possible because we had so much ambient noise that yeah episode and usually we don't we never do it was right. like such a fluke we were both taken and we off have guard. acknowledged the cat before and people said to us we didn't even hear the cat so it was weird when you acknowledged it but maybe right. this was a bit louder the than, child than romy the child screaming <laughs> is definitely louder than romy so yeah where is this child is this like an, an adjacent apartment it was in the next room with her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound great. <laughs> well, no, I I assume it was there was a babysitting or something yeah, or it was a child. He, he was watching a friend's child. That's and- nice. That's actually lovely that someone trusts your boyfriend with their child. Right. He he is the child whisperer and also the cat whisperer. Like cats love him. Yeah. Children love him. Yeah. And I'd like and Brendan, my boyfriend, was also screaming, and he instigated it. I think right? <laughs> they were playing in the next room, and he's it's he instigated it. Yeah. Well, it's you know what? Fault. Sometimes you got to get down and dirty and instigate a fight with a child <laughs> while your girlfriend's podcasting in the next room. I completely understand. <laughs> we do what we can. <laughs> so you guys tell all Hollywood crime stories, which is great because I loved Stephen Collins was a really good episode because oh, right. oh, I yeah. was a big Seventh Heaven head. I do love a Christian family dramedy. I do love that. Right. With, I, like, I actually never watched it, but I did hate it for a while. Unseen. <laughs> so I, I would watch it if there was nothing else on to like hate watch it. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you showed me a few clips that I was like, oh, I should check this out. Because it's so over the top. It's, right. so, it's the most extra show ever. It's so extra. Like that, you know, the episode where like Barry gets caught with a, ci- a marijuana cigarette. Yeah. Like, right. and, like the dad like is literally Barry, hitting... you call him. You call him Barry. Isn't Watt- his name Barry? Yeah. Barry Watson is the name of the actor. Oh, What's right. the Whatever. guy? The Matt Camden. But how okay, do you Matt even know Camden. his name is Barry? Like it's... maybe because he was in the teen magazines in the 90s. Oh, right, right, right. I remember yeah. him because he was Barry. on some show briefly <laughs> that was set in L.A. Did you guys watch that show? Yeah, no. He's the star. I just remember him and Stacey Keebler. Christina's like, oh, sorry. yeah. <laughs> Do you have an update on those iTunes numbers? Christine? Oh, yeah. All right. We're at 357. Wow. So you guys wow. are fucking sleeping. We need to get we have less than a month for to get to 500. OK, and I'm not giving you your stupid treat if you don't do that. So 
Get it, get get to business, you guys. Just go to you Apple. You don't even Podcast. have to leave a re- written review. No, just, just leave five, five stars, stars. So and then easy. put like a period or something. You know, I think you might have to write something. Just do like a you know, put just put a period. Um. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, just do that. Um. All right. So Barry finds marijuana. Has a marijuana cigarette. He, yeah. Whatever. He's literally holding it for a friend, right? I I don't remember the whole episode, but I but I have watched the clip on YouTube so many times because it's so funny like basically the dad or somebody finds weed yeah that belongs to the older brother and they all have like a camden family powwow in the living room well and- simon finds it and then oh, and right then simon's busted for the marijuana cigarette and it's not his yeah and they're all like don't want to rat their older brother out who they adore and love um and little poor little Simon the youngest little blonde kid so blonde right so like, like where did you come kid. from biologically like right. I never understood his like presence him yeah. and Ruthie who I'm like Ruthie doesn't look like I'm like Ruthie is, is Ruthie half black like I remember being like who, Ruthie who, whose child is this Ruthie was either she was something she could have been Jewish like but she did not belong to either her name is I think Mackenzie Rossman in real life she was not a shiksa Ruthie was definitely not a shiksa no she was a member of the tribe not the son of a preacher or daughter of a preacher so basically what happens is uh what's the dad's name on the show um Reverend Camden Reverend Camden Camden (laughs) (laughs) treats finding weed which by the way it's a perfectly rolled joint like no teenager is rolling <laughs> no, a joint it's so, that perfect it's so perfectly it's like rolled. so perfectly rolled it's like a prop cigarette right? and it also has like a yellow rolling paper too like that's why i always thought that like all drugs looked like those small little like cooking onions when i was a kid like because i just tv drugs are so perfect looking all the time right i thought they were onions i thought that drugs looked like onions when i was a kid anyway continue it was so perfect and <laughs> so reverend camden loses it he acts like they found child porn in, uh, i mean it, <laughs> well he would be happy about that know, Maybe, okay, like, okay he acts okay that's bad for stephen collins but he they, they acted they acted like they it was like heroin. reefer madness. It was but so like, reefer madness. I mean, like, he was... literally like screams at his son. He's like, <gasps> and they're like, cry- the whole family's crying. <laughs> like it's like this huge crisis, you know. And like the dad right. is hitting the door as he- the son leaves. He's like, Yo, you get out of this house. You get yeah. out of this house. Like it's so that was so like an intense. Was that an intense moment for Reverend Camden? It was a like, very yeah. special episode. He was like uh, normally very. Low-key. Yes. It was like the moment where they all saw dad freak out and right. they, all the kids were scared. Is he like a cool youth pastor? Yes. Okay. He's not like that cool though. But he's like trying. Yeah. Like he goes, he takes it like the big thing in town is like the pool hall oh. and you go, go and drink your brains out on soda and you play pool. I see. So like whenever he needed to have like a night with his one kids on or like a one-on-one or like some sort of confrontation about something like, Hey, I noticed your grades are slipping. Like right. it would be like you're there slim and Pepsi's playing pool with dad. So he's really disappointed in he's Matt so disappointed in that. Yeah. <laughs> he's so disappointed in him. The mom is the mom's facial expressions are actually my favorite in that episode because she's just sort of like, oh, oh Catherine like, Hicks is her <laughs> name Catherine or something. Hicks, so who had a dramatic turnaround on Stephen Collins um molestation. Oh, uh, she was amazing on that TMZ <laughs> clip when they were right, like, so Hey, good. are you gonna be doing like a, a seventh heaven reboot? She's like, Well, only if it opens up on Reverend Camden's casket. Right, right. And I was like, damn. But then like, she backtracked a bit because I feel oh, like she, she maybe needs money or something. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll tell you honestly, 
I bought like four seasons of that show before it got pulled from iTunes because I was like, look, all <laughs> this right. This is the last time we'll be able I to get like, my hands is, on it. So then we'll have to have a viewing party. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was not the coolest teen. Um, my mom had me at age 21. So like everything in her life was about keeping me from not getting pre- like it was just about right. me not being pregnant. So I would go to the library after school every day. But on Mondays, I needed to be picked up at 730 on the dot because we would drop off my best friend, Jen. And then Jen and I would go home and watch Seventh Heaven on our own TVs and call each other during every commercial break and be like, so let's download like on this. Like, what do you think about like Matt with the cigarette or whatever? Like it would be like a whole thing. I fucking loved Seventh Heaven. I need to watch. You do need to watch it because it's so over the top. My mom said to me like, because I asked her, I was like, mom, like, why didn't you tell me I was a loser? Like, (laughs) I was like, why did you just like let your grown ass child? Like, I was like, you know, I was like, 15 like I was right. too old to be doing this I was like she's like I don't know I just think that it, you liked like the family element of it and then I was like it's actually really sad like that's really <laughs> sad that like I like sought out some sort of like family normalcy like via yes. seventh heaven like and that you allowed it like at that that point like I mean I was already in therapy but like at that point like so you send me away or something for a couple months like if that's where I'm I'm like getting my fix for family time. And I, mean, I feel like a lot of kids looked for family time on TV. Yeah. So maybe that was a better choice than things that I did. I liked Step by Step because it was a really kind of sleazy family. Mm-hmm. Like they were just really tacky. Oh. Yes, they were. They were a tacky family. They were a tacky family. And the mom was really hot, Suzanne Summers. Oh, who was that? Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Patrick Summers. Patrick Duffy and Suzanne. <laughs> well, I like Step by Step because I'm like, those parents like... Like, that's my relationship goals. Like, they still fuck. Like, they, they're they still... But I guess they were more newly married. Yeah. But I liked, like... That and they, they had st- kids, like, stepkids that were... They like, had kids. So like, Brady Bunch. It was, like, a blended family. And the kids, like... The kids weren't perfect little angels. Right. So it was funnier. Yeah. So you know? tomorrow we have... Um, Allah Khaled coming on. And he is DJ Khaled's brother. But also he co-hosts a podcast called worst ever podcast that Stephen Ray Morris who does um my lifetime podcast he also engineers this other podcast called worst ever podcast and his co-host is Al from step by step fuck out of here yeah and by the way who <laughs> guess who their first guest was who my sister Jody Sweeten what yeah my oh. biological sister it was like crazy um Al Lambert yeah. On Step by Step, a.k.a. Christine Lakin, the actress. Yeah, she was the hottest one. She was my favorite on that show. Yes. By the way. And she's also low-key, like a queer icon. Well, oh, because she was like, because Al was kind of butch. She was kind of butch. I'm just yeah. saying as a queer person to um, Al Lambert, she's a queer icon to me. I, I hope she hears that a lot. I hope she does too. So she I mean, was like the Joe. So there was yes. like yes, yes, she was the Joe. Wait, uh, wait Look, facts, of facts of life. Oh, I was like from Little Women because like she was <laughs> like, kind yeah, of true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a second, was Facts of Life like a reboot of Little? Women? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I need to like what? write my thesis. You need to go on Reddit right now. <laughs> Dude, like I can make up shit. What? Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, yeah, no. Amy. So, but like, here's the thing: because there were other sisters on the show that were supposed to be the hot. Oh wow! Did you just throw up on me a little bit? 
it. That's okay. Well, Karen was supposed to be the hot one on the show. <laughs> Karen, yeah, and then Stacey Keebler's oh, character. Stacey, I love Stacey like, Keebler. Do you know she's a prosecuting attorney now? Awesome. Yeah, she. I like, mean, just because like I that's so the role I pictured Dana yeah. taking as an adult. Like that just none makes of so them much sense. speak to her. Why is Dana? She not a good person? N- Dana like iced them all out after step by step, and oh. then she was like, and then Christine Lakin said on the podcast because Christine Lakin's like open about it. She's like, she doesn't talk to any of us. She pretends we're all dead. Oh, and like, no, they Dana. had her on like a morning show in some like random town or whatever, doing like some plugging some like yoga class or something. She's teaching like it was something random. And they showed to introduce her like a package and some of it included like obviously the scenes from Step by Step like as America would know her from. <laughs> like I don't know how she thinks America knows her. Um, but then it cuts to her and they're like, oh, like fun memories, right? And she's like, I don't know what that was. What? Like <laughs> she pulled like a Mariah Carey on her entire oh, like wow. on like eight years of her own Did life. Did they try being like, well, what about my two dads? No, I don't no that's not Stacey Keebler. That was Stacey Keebler. That, that's Stacey Keach. Right? Oh. No, 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 no. Wait, Stacy something. Stacy Keebler. She was on my sure? two dads. No, yeah. Stacy Keach is the man. Sorry. Yeah. No, but her. I don't think Keebler is. Correct. But she was on another was show it? in the eighties. I don't know. That Maybe was like my two, two dads. dads with Greg Evigan. It was the blonde that was on <laughs> my two dads. She had that. She had money. That's why. Like, I always hated her when I was a child. Oh, Stacy Keenan. Stacy Keenan. Yeah. Keebler is like a dancer. Keebler is the one who dated right? George. Clooney when he wasn't ever going to get married. But oh, then he right. Oh, a smart woman. Right, right, right. Right. Like okay, so we're talking about Stacey Keenan who right. played Dana. And she was on Foster. My Two Dads with Paul, um, what's his face from Mad About You? Yes. And Greg Avigan. Yeah. Which I watched. No, <laughs> Stacey Keenan played um, the nerdy sister that was Suzanne Summers' yeah, nerdy Dana dip. Foster, right? Wasn't the Fosters name? were. Oh yeah, Lam- Al Lambert. Yeah, Lambert the Lamberts was the and the Duffies, Fosters. and they were like the crude yeah. bunch. And then the Fosters were more nerdy and put together. Except yeah. for Karen was like hot. I don't know why I worry about writing ethnic last names into scripts when I'm literally it's like Foster and Lambert. <laughs> like that's like you didn't even have to try. Like also Foster's like a little too on the nose for like a blended family. Like it's like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like I they basically are foster kids. Foster. Like you two are all fucking all the time. Like these randoms are going into the the system, or they're going to just be hanging out with these other. Now Cody, the cousin, like base. <gasps> no, you know he had a drug problem at yes. the show. I know all about Cody. Tell me who's the actor. Well, Cody, aka the Code Man on the show. What's his name again? <laughs> I forget the. Actor's I'll look name. it up. Don't worry. Wait a second. I'm gonna hate the name Cody for humans. You Sorry. would hate this character so much. <laughs> okay, good. He was like the He's surfer like, Whoa. guy. Yeah, he was like, oh, whoa, God, Dana oh, Burger. Like, oh, God. And he, like, Dana Dana was you. Sasha on the Mitchell. Show, and Sasha Mitchell. Dude, I'm getting Oh, divorced. Sasha Mitchell. Okay, I know who he that's is. The, that's yeah. the name of his, or the only news story that comes up about him is, dude, I'm getting divorced. But did he? Because he beat like, his wife or something, yeah. right? Damn. I saw him in that movie Spike of Bensonhurst. I'm sorry, it's a really old movie, but I thought he was so hot. So I, that's where I know him from. But I don't like He him. was cute. I mean, I thought he was cute when I was like, whatever, watching right. that show. He was like the cute cousin he is of the cute. family. But, but I don't then like that. There was I, like I don't like a that rumor. surfer look or attitude. Yeah, he was like the dumb cousin. Yeah, he was right. the dumb cousin. And he, like, he played dumb people a lot. But it's also like, where is this surfer coming in Wisconsin? Oh, they were in Wisconsin? Yes, it took place in Port Washington, Wisconsin. Well, they have water there. They don't have a beach there. They have lakes. You can surf. There's like a whole, like, <laughs> there's a whole beach. You can surf on a lake. 
it was windsurf. I mean, he never like specified that he loved to surf. Like he just had that. Attitude. He could be paddleboarding. He was like, hang ten. I mean, someone they wrote in this TMZ piece, <laughs> Sasha Mitchell, whose character, now that we think about it, was essentially a Keanu Reeves ripoff. Oh. File, yeah. So it like, really was. He was first like, of all, TMZ. Like, yeah. no one asked for your opinion. Like, this is a news story. No one's like, <laughs> yeah. Let's just hear the facts. The who, what, what, <laughs> 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 editorializing. <laughs> um, let me show you the picture of him though. He looks so dirty. Oh, he's. Now. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was then too. I really was wonder he? what he was like into, though. Like, can you imagine those people? I mean, they make twenty grand a week or something. It's a brand new, you know, it's a new show, it's a hit show. You're getting twenty grand a week for twenty weeks of the year. It's a lot of fucking money for, especially for like the untrained random. Oh, he actually looks hot in this picture, kind of. I don't know. I oh no, he doesn't he look hot. Like he doesn't look hot. Oh no, he no, looks. No. Um, he still has nice teeth. They oh. are bright. Yeah, this family is is uh is trashy as fuck. Yeah. Oh God. Wait, who's that little nerd kid? Oh, he's so cute. Mark <laughs> he's, he's the little nerd kid. He's the little nerd one. And he was is in... he like the cousin Oliver? No, no, he because he was always on the show. But that little actor, I don't know his real name, but he was in so many movies. Like he was in the Beethoven movies. Yeah. Okay. He was just like your token little nerd kid. Right. So Suzanne Summers' kids were the ones that were like kind of like protre- like pro- uh, protected and odd. Do you know what I mean? Was the brunette. So she had. Wait, can you show me the lesbian icon? Dead center, Al. Oh. Al. What's okay. missing from Al is her signature backwards cap. Like she always wore a baseball I cap see. backwards. Or like an. um. So she was a tomboy. Or like an army surplus jacket. She's on my uh, show with my sister called Hollywood Darlings. I don't know oh. if you're familiar with this. I'm not. Mm-mm. It's on the Pop Network, um, which you probably have never heard of. No one. Um, oh, I'm going to read you some Sasha Mitchell, Mitchell facts in a little bit. He has, has a bunch on his IMDb. I love facts Me about too. people. I trivia, forget it. Um, this is actually good because I'm going to be reuniting with a friend to do a trivia night soon. So I'm Ooh. hoping it's the very <laughs> Sasha Mitchell heavy episode or at, at night <laughs> yeah. at the trivia club. Uh, at the trivia club I feel like it's definitely possible (laughs) going to the trivia club with my friends you guys Um, but I forgot what I was going to say but listen this is some Sasha Mitchell tea he was a Calvin Klein blue jeans model who studied acting at the National Improvisational Theater in 1988 (laughs) Um, he has children Paulina Justine who was born in 88 Caroline Stacy and Ethan. He likes hot and spicy Chinese food with big red peppers and ice cream. <laughs> that is so <laughs> specific. With big red peppers? Big red peppers and what? ice cream. He has a giant tattoo of a dragon on his left shoulder. Of course he does. Sasha became interested in lifting weights right before making the kickboxing kick kickboxing movies in the early 90s. Like, as if we oh, know right, what I those remember are. that he was in kickboxing. Those. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I remember that's what he was sort of famous for. He was for famous he was for being actor. like a martial artist. Okay. <laughs> He's the Look. younger brother of, Mar- of Marissa Mitchell, which means nothing to me. He no lives idea. in California's San Fernando Valley. I love how they write that like that's San like. San Fernando Valley. He lives in California's Ooh, la, own la. San Fernando Valley. <laughs> you know, like Corey Haim's last stop before death. Um <laughs> He is an avid motorcycle enthusiast, and oh, he right. enjoys building and collecting Har- Har- um, Harley Davidson. Sorry, I can't read. While growing up in L.A., he frequently spent his summers in New York City. Fascinating. Um, he's of Russian-Jewish descent. Ooh. 
Hey, Sasha. <laughs> oh, oh, this is great, too. He played Patrick Duffy's nephew in both Dallas and Step by Step. He was on what? Dallas? Yeah, in 1978 Dallas? and then again in 1991. So, like, do you think Patrick Duffy was like, hey, look, I have an idea for casting my nephew. It could be, like, a, like a fun shout-out. I mean, it right. is me and Suzanne reuniting. I'm trying to think right. of the nephew because a few years ago I started watching Dallas from the beginning. Sorry. <laughs> It's such a good show. My mom was really into that show, so I really want to get into it. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it again. Okay, we let's can do watch it, it together. It's so good. Um, so I wanna, I'm trying to think of the nephew because... What's the name play. of like the uh, boss bitch on that show again? Sue Allen or Pamela? Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> it's a really good show. Which one's the one that has... Um, Dynasty oh, is that I'm you're thinking, thinking of Alexa, of. Car- Alexa Alexis Carrington. Carrington. Yes, yeah. that's what I I'm started watching of. that one too. I only watched the first two seasons, but the season where the son is gay is an amazing season. I Just the one season, season he's gay, and that's where she comes. Wait, no, that's like the end of season one. Alexis comes in and she's in court and she's wearing that hat. Yes. They don't reveal her until the beginning of season two. Oh, because they didn't cast her yet. And the show was so boring the first season. Uh, that's how Melrose Place is. The first season right, you have until to slog get, through um, it until Amanda comes on. Right. I don't like Melrose Place. Never what? really. I never. I just. I never connected to it spiritually. Oh, it's my spiritual was, show. Yeah, nine or two and was like that for me. But it was just like to me, they were all a little too old for their behavior. Felt like the really obvious solution was to just move out of Melrose Place. Like, right. I like high school, like because you have to go to. Also, it, it was never believable that Amanda Woodward lived in that apartment building because it was. Ch- not she would nice have enough. like a nice house or like a condo, right? In like was Century she super City, super rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She oh. worked for. She was like the head. But of she the didn't ad buy agency. the. I she think she did bought buy, the building. She bought the but building. it was like, why would you live there? Because she yeah. was petty. Because she was in love with Billy, and she was in love with Billy. But yeah, no, you're right. You hire a, an apartment manager. for No, that. it She's was unbelievable. Smart, but yeah. But I did but like anyway. Kimberly. This was a pre, like a pre Airbnb world. I mean, that would be That's there's true. a lot of easies. Like if I can if I can find the easy solution in five seconds as to why this show shouldn't exist, then I can't get behind it. I stand by Melrose Place 100 percent. It's my favorite soap. Was it rent controlled? Like, why did they all live there? Um, It was a really cute building. OK. Yeah, it had a nice courtyard. It had a pool. really nice it had a pool. <laughs> and because they all loved drama. All yeah. of them love drama. Yeah. Singles I'll make an exception for when I'm like, just stop living in this building, you guys. Like, this is a really destructive building for all of you. Right. But, you know, it's Seattle. Rent is crazy. It's the 90s, you know. Right. Anyway, do you guys have three reasons why you're qualified to give advice by any chance? Yes. Okay. I do. Um, one. <laughs> you think. While Rachel gets okay. You think. I'm thinking. One, I've been to two different rehabs. Okay. Um, I've been sober for 11 years. Congratulations. Thanks. But um, I've also made every mistake a human being can make in their life. Like what's the worst one? The worst mistake I ever made. (laughs) Uh, Let me go through my Rolodex of shitty things I've done. (laughs) Okay. Colossal mistakes I've made. Um, And help. Do I need help? Desi, Desi wants to help. She's like, I got a list out here of I all the things. I have a few, I know. <laughs> De- Desi, Desi knows a lot of um, hilarious shenanigans from my past. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because I have been to lots of therapy and I think I'm a very empathetic person. Yeah. And I feel like a, a piece of shit saying that I'm an empathetic person because maybe 
that sounds really like, no it can be embarrassing to say that but i know what you mean but i am an empathetic person when i have to really look at myself in the mirror i can say the same thing Molls, you're an empathetic person but every time i say it i'm like this is embarrassing <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally feel you on that okay so that's it those, those are, are my three, three reasons. reasons i have to have three yeah, yeah. you um, have three okay um i'm an abused child so i feel like <laughs> coming from a perspective <laughs> i but i'm not a victim is that too <laughs> okay yeah so i feel like i have like a little bit of a hardcore take when people kind of get whiny about shit <laughs> oh yeah which can either I, yeah, be I lean needed in or i i feel like i can speak to it because i'm like you know fuck you I also right. don't well because that's like well you know don't whine about that because did your dad <laughs> molest you? <laughs> Sorry, but I'm serious. You're very cut and dry. I'm very cut and dry. <laughs> I'm kind of blunt, so I don't like. I don't yeah. feel like I need. I have to um, sugarcoat things. <sighs> I'll just tell people what I think, um, and I think I am pretty. Uh, reasonable. You're very in general. reasonable. You're totally reasonable. Okay. Um, okay, you guys, thanks for those three reasons. Sure. Christina, do we have a bunch of calls for these fine people? Let's do them. Hey, malls, Christina, and guests. This is Arielle. Um, I am 31 years old and I live in a suburb outside of New York City. And I've called in before. Anyway, Malls, you had mentioned that you've been having some spending problems recently. Um, and I have as well. I mean, I always kind of have, but they've just been really, really bad lately. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. Well, I kind of do some freelance work in advertising, but for the most part, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And I'm finding that I am literally addicted to online shopping. Like when I think of anything I remotely quote unquote need, I get so excited and it's like a little thrill to go online and find, you know, the best thing or like, for example, like an iPhone case, something will pop in my head and I'm like, oh, I need, I need a new iPhone case. And I'll go on Amazon and like search and search and it'll be like, you know, $8, $9. It's not a big thing, but it'll just like make me feel better when I buy it. And it's just sad. And like, I have so many clothes and mind you, they're like cheap clothes. They're not like an awesome clothes. They're like, you know, Gap and, and like whatever ASOS, but I just, I don't need these clothes, but I buy them and like, I buy all these little toys for my daughter. And I just, I hate how I'm just such a consumer and I hate that like advertising and marketing works really well on me. Like I am the person that all MLM salespeople should contact because I will buy it from you. Like you will can convince me to buy anything. Like I can't even turn on HSN or QVC. Not that I would anyway, because I'm not like an 80 year old lady, but I, <laughs> I am so gullible. I will literally buy like the ugly shit that they're trying to sell. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That I, I might need that. And it's kind of messed up. And I feel like it probably stems from like insecurity or like maybe I'm a little bored. I know I'm bored often. And the more bored I am, the more this happens. And, you know, I just ugh, like maybe, you know, I have like 10 more pounds of baby weight to lose. Maybe I feel like buying clothes gives me more confidence and really I should just be like losing weight or I don't know. And we don't really have money 
issues. My husband's like kind of a trust fund guy from old Boston money, which is nice, but it doesn't mean that we are like, you know, rolling in it. We're young 30s and it allows me to be home with my daughter, but it doesn't mean I should be wasting money on like cluttering my home with stupid stuff. So anyway, I know that you've mentioned you had a problem too. Maybe Christina and your guests can knock some sense into us and that's all. All right. Thanks, Malls. Well, I should say that we have a mod cloth code. It's either Malls or Malls 15. <laughs> so while you're doing that online shopping, you might want to head over to mod cloth and enter our code. <laughs> um, also, just go to naturebox.com slash please advise. They don't sponsor us, but just go to that page and hit refresh about 3,000 times. Hopefully, they will receive the message. If not, can, I will continue to say fuck you, Nature Box. And then three, <laughs> I'm jealous of you because I want a rich husband and to do nothing all day. Um, all right, guys, what do you think? Um, you don't need new stuff. You need to find some. You need to find the reason why you hate yourself on the inside. Stop trying to fill the hole, girl. You're filling the hole. Every right. addiction is essentially about the same thing. It's that you need. You are searching for an outside force to fill something that is broken with inside you. That's the cold, ugly truth. Obviously, every. Not every addiction manifests in the same way, but it really – that's the root of all addiction. Yeah. I just don't relate to buying cheap crap. Like I'd rather save up and buy like an expensive nice thing <clears throat> or – do you know what I mean? So I don't but understand. But it's not about it's not No, about it's definitely not buying. about that and I get the thrill no, but of like, getting fast something. Fast fashion's embarrassing. Like let's just say that. Like, I, I feel sorry. like if we could shame her – about the fashion, I I, I actually it would like to help fashion her. Chamber. I'd like to spend some because I feel with like that. don't get that cheap shit. Like, I'm sorry, right. like it's not cool that you have 60 sweatshirts from the Gap. Like, no one's impressed. No, right. one's, no, like if you're if you're gonna try and fill the hole, at least try and do it with impressive things. Get a Vetmont sweatshirt right. for yeah. six hundred dollars. Yes, and that that is something I can get behind. Right, right. it's um, the cheap crap that is driving me crazy because I feel like how is that even making you feel better? You know what makes me feel bad is that this woman's married to like a rich guy and she has like a coach purse personality, and I just right. feel like I'm a very special person and mm-hmm. I. Should should have someone because I don't have a coach purse personality and I feel like I should have someone who wants me to spend their money and, <laughs> and she I would does buy and I don't stuff. yeah and I would buy better stuff right. and so I think that this lady should get divorced and no, give here, me her husband you can get divorced that's that's an option <laughs> but I also think that you should um you should find a way to volunteer somewhere like with people who are less fortunate than you because that's gonna make you happy uh, buying all this crap and feeling sorry for yourself that you're buying all this crap with you, you're not fulfilled emotionally or spiritually. You need to be going out there, actually doing some real service work in the world, instead of spending all day online shopping or thinking about ways you can buy cheap crap online. Go volunteer somewhere. Also, Do I don't remember saying I have an addiction to buying stuff. I don't remember saying that because I kind of like I have rules in place, like. I had to buy a bunch of shit when I redid the house. That was like the most spending I've done in a really long time. Cause right. I had to buy like an oven. Like I literally logged into eBay the other day and I was like, dude, I bought a fucking oven on eBay. And like, yeah, I did. I bought it. My oven recommendation on eBay. to her would be to start hating the clutter and become obsessed with literally decluttering and getting your house sort of more 
like that sort of drives yeah. me not purchasing a lot of cheap crap because I like my house to be very uncluttered. And you should have, yeah, it's hire you know a task I mean? rabbit like, to go through shit with you if you don't kind of just get obsessed with having that piece because I think it will help you. Like you said, you're a stay at home mom. Yeah, it's like having that stress which I think clutter is stressful to have it piled up around it you. Is. It makes you feel overwhelmed and, and depressed. See, probably. I like it. I yeah, re- some people I feel do really kind of like the comfort. But you could have, I'm looking you could have a lot of stuff. Right now I you could have. have a lot of stuff and have it well organized. I just feel like maybe, maybe this isn't the best because I'm not like, you know, an addiction expert. But it's like maybe find like a more healthy addiction. Like get really into your house. Like oh, see, it I was going to say, at least it's not food. That would right. bum me out. If I mean, I would rather. Well, she said she's trying to lose weight too, and I feel oh, like right. when you're, um, you know, if she's focusing on, it's like, well, maybe start buying fitness equipment. Or no, like, okay, like, no, you know I, I was like, just gonna say she yeah. needs to get involved with the charity run and start training for the charity run and raising money for other people, so you're not thinking about yourself all the goddamn time. You spend all your time thinking about yourself mm-hmm. and what's wrong with you. You need to be going out into the world and helping other people that are less privileged. And if you're trying to lose weight, win-win situation. Sign up for some charity run, right? You know that's gonna wind train. up with her having a Fabletics subscription though and like getting new sneakers no she needs right. to hit the pavement lululemon some, yeah she needs to hit the pavement but hey at least she's off. elevating past like right. gap leisure wear i'm really sad about I'm the gap sure she's i'm bought so a sad lot the gap, gap is wear. not good also how do you order gap stuff online I it didn't must know- all look like shit when you get it like there's just no way that's working I mean, some people like the Gap. I don't think the Gap is necessarily bad, but you, know, you want to try that. And this turned into like a conversation <laughs> on the merits about the Gap. But like, look, here's the thing: is that like, if you buy something that was made by children, like you've got a problem in your life, man, and like you definitely need to do charity work. That's exactly right. And also, kids don't need toys. Like, I was an only child, right. and I was with a single mom. Like, I would go out in the yard and play with a fucking stick. Like. And I liked it. I loved sticks. Like, they were my friends. Like, your kids don't need toys. Like, tell them to go outside and go make something with leaves and berries and stuff. Yeah. That's what I did. I sat on the... I remember distinctly sitting on the um, curb <laughs> and staring at the pavement. <laughs> I, used to count pe- I used to count small rocks at in, in the but pavement. I do remember, like, literally sitting there, like, being bored. And my yeah. mom did absolutely <laughs> That's one of the small benefits of no. being neglected. <laughs> I would I fall asleep in fields. Myself. No one know would know where I was, and I would yeah. just be asleep in a field. And I'd wake up like I don't know how I didn't have ticks all over me or anything. Like <laughs> you're like Nell. Yeah, I was like Nell a little bit, <laughs> except very verbal. I had a lot yes. of I had better verbal skills than Nell. Oh, but everything else. <laughs> Actually, I feel like a lot of guys I've dated do are about now level. Well, she's very communicative, even though she doesn't have the words. So yeah, no. men don't have that, right? I don't know. I mean, clearly, I think she needs to find something else healthy. Whether that's just becoming, you know, into her home or her exercise or doing things with her kid or volunteering. I mean, something. I stand by volunteering, doing something that's going to fill that hole. Some healthy fear would be good, too. Like, some right fear. Like, some, like, I mean, really think about it. You're spending your husband's money. You're not happy with your body. Like, how much are you guys fucking? Like, some healthy well, that's fear. Gonna, another thing is sex. You could become obsessed with Yeah. I would like I would just start to worry about whether or not your husband's going to leave you. It bothers me if you have a lot of money that you're buying cheap crap though. Like that is something. Yeah. That's like hoarders. It's sad. Kind of stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's not about the stuff. She just wants to buy shit. She wants to be surrounded. Right. Uh, by stuff. Yeah. God bless. Um, cool. Yeah. 
Well, you know what, hon? I don't know. It sounds like you got a lot of shit to work on, but... And I'm actually really depressed thinking about... That was, like, depressing for me to hear, so thank you for that, because... No matter what I said about um, having a spending problem, I, it definitely is not sad like that. So thanks for that. Um, let's take another call. <laughs> hey, Malls. Hey, Christina. So I'm a 28-year-old bisexual woman. I'm Brazilian, and I live in a relatively big city in Brazil. And at the ripe old age of 28, I have never had a serious committed relationship. Do you think I should admit this fact and just not mention it at all to casual acquaintances and uh, maybe people I'm, you know, starting to date? Do you think mentioning this makes me sound like there's something really wrong with me or makes people pity me? Or is it just a pretty common millennial journey these days, like not having gotten serious with anyone at the by your late 20s early 30s or something so what's your take on this also just to let you know i'm average looking and there's nothing wild and erratic about my personality i don't know why i haven't gotten serious with anyone i think i'm really bad at dating so thanks so much for listening love the podcast bye-bye does she like live in brazil she didn't say that She's Brazilian, though. But she we know that. Brazilian. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if my 28-year-old casual acquaintance Brazilian friend walked up to me and said, hey, I've never been in a relationship, I'd be like, cool, why are you telling me that? I feel like she's really overthinking this. Yes. Yeah. And that's probably yes. the biggest turnoff to potential mm-hmm. mates. Like, people just want to just be your fucking self. Like, tell the truth, first of all. Like, don't lie about it. But don't it. burden other people with your lack of relationship success i honestly her because, age doesn't make me think it no matters. one cares I mean, it's late 20s it's hardly like she's in her late 40s or yeah, something like right. that I mean, she doesn't have to worry she doesn't have to freak out i would just stop treating it like it's this huge fucking deal and it won't be a big deal just be the type of person that attracts relationships think about it this way if you took your exact scenario and said, like, this is the lead character in my movie, no one would buy that movie because no one cares about it. Like, a 28-year-old <laughs> bisexual who's never been in a serious relationship is not an interesting plight. It's not a 40-year-old virgin. It's just a 28-year-old bisexual who's never been in a relationship. Boring. Right, and if that's your no lead one cares. into a relationship, yeah, it's just not very compelling. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine ever saying that to anyone or even thinking it matters. Like the fact that you're so obsessed with it makes me think like. Also, people usually know. You right. know what I mean? Like, have you ever met someone who has like no sexual experience and then they've told you that and then you're like, whoa, like, right, I'm right, so right. shocked. I feel like, like it's like no shit you've never the, fucked. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> like, it's, I think she's focusing on the wrong thing. It's yeah. like not that she hasn't had a relationship, it's that she's clearly so burdened by the fact that she it. hasn't. That is irritating to yeah. possible mates. It's like, like people who get to their late 20s and they haven't lost their virginity yet and it just becomes this huge fucking burden and this huge weight on their shoulders to the fact where it's like now they can't just lose their virginity to anybody. Like they can't just get it over with. Right. Like it becomes such a huge deal. And that's what this has been like where she's it's, she's so obsessed with this. Well, and I wonder if she's approaching everyone like this has to be a relationship rather than just, you dating. know, kind of dating I feel dating like she casually. just watches too much sex in the city and feels like that's how people communicate. Also, how not. is she bisexual? 
like how I <laughs> have, but has she but has sexes. she acted on it in both regards? Oh, like, pro- I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, she says she's ha- she's had relations before. She just hasn't had like a long term relationship. I guess, and she I'm feels like, do I need to clear this with with randoms right. before I like hang out I would with not them? Know that you're gay before you yeah, guy. yeah, that's true. Six year olds know their guy. I, you know, I've heard, and only some I of knew them I was bisexual when I was six. Probably, I'm not then. saying you can't not know. I'm just curious how she knew. Not that we can follow up questions <laughs> because I knew when we I was could six. call her. Do you want? Do you want? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't um, want to. Um, I think we know what she'll open. <laughs> I think she just needs to stop making it such a big deal. Yeah. And enjoy enjoy your life. Have fun. Enjoy your life. And if you date someone and you just fuck and that's it and you don't have a relationship with them, just have fun. And you'll find someone and if you be you know, you work on yourself and you heal yourself within and you will become the type of person that attracts relationships. One and of the greatest dating gifts that I've been given, I'm sorry, is the fact that I really do hate everyone and I don't care about anyone. <laughs> but they're always really attracted to me because they think that I'm playing hard to get. And it's right. like, no, I'm really not interested. But I feel like that's something you can take a lesson from. When you yeah, seem really desperate true. and needy, no one wants that. Eagerness right. is really I'm not saying play hard to get, but actually be hard to get. Like, you're a valuable and interesting person. And yeah. people should want that. Like, right. I know it's probably easy for me because, like I said, I'm an abused child. So I grew up not needing that. Yeah. But it has shown me, like, oh, wow, that really works. Yeah. And women can, like, take a lesson from that. Well, there's this element of it, too, which is like, I mean, I don't know, man. I definitely have, like, met guys where I'm like, oh, I would totally date you. You just, like, are t- you just want to date me too much. And I'm, right. like, so grossed out by that. Yeah. You come we- on too strong. And then I, and then later, I obviously am, like, filled with, like, some sort of regret because I'm like, what's wrong with someone liking you so much? Right. Um, but ultimately, like, it is sort of like a warning sign when yeah. someone's, like, too into you. And, I mean, it always is. Because it says more about them than it does about you being a person that's attractive. It right. says about them that they are so desperate for affection and attention yeah they, they're treating you more like a way to heal themselves whenever that they're, happens yeah. i always think you don't know who i am like who do you think i am right because i yeah. feel it's like not genuine. yeah it's not genuine uh for, for me like it does like when it, get, it has gotten to a certain point in my life like with that sort of thing where i feel so like I need to take a shower because I feel so projected upon right. like where it's like I'm not your answer dude yeah like you know what I mean like right. there you might have an answer out there but it's not me and whatever whatever version of me you have in your head that right. is the answer is not right like it's incorrect um yeah I don't know man look but I think that she is saying that like she wants to like know if she should tell her friends and this is like the thing. It's like almost like disclosing a medical problem. Like it's not it's not anyone's fucking business. Right. Right. It's right. really not. It's a big boundary issue that I think has been muddied a lot where like people will just be like, so like how many people have you fucked? And like it'll just be like right. a random comment. in 2017 feel like they need to share everything. Yeah. Because of social media. Exactly. It's like everyone just feels like yeah. you have to spill everything at once and be so candid. It's like you can keep some mystery about yourself. I don't talk about sex. That's I like my rule. I don't see what it benefits in her situation to tell people. But if they ask, just say the truth. 
I mean, yeah. if they, if, ask, if if you, they ask, yeah. And if it's a person you feel like you want to share that with, right. you're not obligated to disclose. No, you're not. Your history to anybody, right. actually. But so. I feel like there's nothing like, like it's a big red flag if someone does ask or you yeah. tell someone and you look in a panic about it. It's like, well, I don't want to get involved <laughs> in right. that. Like, right. but like, it should so, just be like a no big deal. Like, you so what it. if it, it comes up, out. though, like on a date or something? She's on a date and it comes up like, what's your experience level? I would really downplay the sadness of it as much oh, as God, possible. Me too. You know, yeah, just, downplay been, the just be like, I focused on whatever you're like focusing career. on. Yeah, I mean, like I've been really yeah, involved in school. Met that person. Person. Totally. Yeah. Make that about- and it's actually a smart thing, in my opinion, that yeah. someone is sort of taking it on seriously and saying, if it's not this, I'm not going to waste time on it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what her reasons are, but like, I find that to be like noble because well, you're I'm, not dragging anyone yeah. into your life. And I'm sure whatever. she has really amazing qualities about herself as a human being that she has chosen to focus more on that right. she can realize that that is sometimes more important than having a relationship. A Other side of things too is like when you say you're unattractive like that kind of says a lot and like you need to maybe not talk about yourself like that. That's just like a good right. habit to get it. Like it's a good way to get in the habit of like not feeling like shit about yourself is to stop right. talking about yourself like your average or, or honestly assessing your like yeah do you know what i mean like that's yeah like calling us and saying that you're average looking is like does nothing for you or for us it doesn't change our answer and it also doesn't it just it just shows how you feel about yourself which like i don't know man maybe you need a haircut or something but also focus on your good qualities rather than where you're average or lacking i would say like right yeah we never heard anything about what she's done in these 28 years besides not what she's done yeah because I bet she's done a lot of cool stuff. Call us well, back. not necessarily. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, no, I'm honestly, serious. like no, it isn't I know. necessarily true. No, I know. Although it's Some probably people. more than she thinks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Call three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. Call us back. Let us know if you've ever done anything interesting in your life, um, and maybe get a keratin treatment or something that will make you feel better oh, about those yourself. Do make me feel better, right? Yeah. Doesn't feel that? good. It's like um, it's like a relaxer, like a hair relaxer. Oh. it's just like a deep condition got it so like it's like you know For it's like frizz. a brazilian br- blowout without ruining your hair mm. except it doesn't last very let's okay. just like you know um but i will tell you that i'm so depressed right now and i've been so de- i actually feeling okay but i'm so depressed right now that i went to go get my hair cut the other day and her cutting my hair hurt so <laughs> i left <laughs> In the middle of the haircut? Like, I waited till she did the bare minimum, and I was like, I want to go home now. And um, Where'd you go? My girl, Doris, that I always yeah. go to. She's, like, a 60-something-year-old French woman. Mm. And I only trust, like, Europe, like old-school Europeans with beauty stuff. She does yeah. my facials and stuff, too. Mm. I want to see Doris. Me too. Dude, I'll send you to Doris. Please. She's inexpensive, too. And also, if, like, you're with... I mean, like, she literally told me she was so worried about me because she hadn't seen me in like three weeks she was gonna come to my house her husband told her to come to my house and just knock on my door wow. like she talks about me at home like i am a fixture in doris's life um which is a huge responsibility i totally want to see doris yeah doris is great she's french she is really cute she's so tiny um she i have tangerines in my purse from her tree um <laughs> anyway so into her. let's take another call Hi, Malls, Christina, and guests, and wags, and everybody. Um, I have listened to you, Malls, and watched you and followed you since the beginning of time. So anything you say basically is my holy Bible at this point. Um, 
I always thought I would be coming to you for advice for something that was so superficial or so fucking stupid or like about basically not this. Um, and trigger warning, it's kind of a heavy question, but I want to know, um, so today is like a pretty big day for me. I've worked all night and in the next couple of hours, I'm showing up, uh, at the internal affair office at my job and, um, I'm going to turn in my rapist and report that. Um, it's something that I have dealt with for over a year and with everything going on in the news, um, I kind of feel very empowered. So I, you know, I have all of the proof that I need screenshots for days. Um, and I kind of think I have to act on it now and I have to stop wasting time because it's eating me up alive. Uh, mentally, I'm not in a good place. I have two kids, two small kids, and I just can't care for them. I, all I do is sleep. All I do is eat. I've gained like 30 pounds. So, um, okay, back to my original question. Now that you know all of that, uh, how is it going to feel afterward? I want to know if it gets better. I want to know if I'm going to feel better or if you or anyone else has any advice um, about how it's going to feel when it, when I'm done. And uh, I feel so guilty right now. I feel like the monster because this person's going to lose their job. This person is, is I mean, it might be on the news uh, because this person is in law enforcement that I work with. So I'm just worried about what other people are going to say. I already don't get along with a lot of my coworkers. I work in a, a room with no windows and I'm there 60 hours a week. So, I mean, I, I'm like, it just, I feel like I'm to blame. Um, so I'm wondering if anybody else out there, I've wanted to like post about this in the group, but obviously I can't put my name out there. But I just want to know if you know how it's how it's going to feel after. Uh, yeah, so sorry for the heavy question. Um, I mean, if there is a way for me to take this to the group and have other people give their feedback and words of encouragement, I would love that. Um, in the meantime, thank you so much, Malls. I appreciate it. Unfortunately, I wish I would have asked this earlier so that I would have known how it's going to feel before I go into my meeting in um, five hours. But... Okay, thanks. Please advise. Well, I mean, there's no way to say how you're going to feel necessarily, but we can take some guesses. I mean, I'm sure you've already gone through this, but I will tell you that there's something very incredibly underwhelming about the experience of reporting a sexual assault because right away you're greeted with like a stone face because it's probably the most serious thing you can bring up in a workplace. Um, and they're going to, you know, I in my experience reporting sexual assault has been very like underwhelming in terms of like there's no immediate gratification it immediately goes into some sort of research process you're mm -hmm. asked questions that imply that maybe this didn't happen that feels like a huge attack like it's right away it kind of becomes a he said she said thing even when you have proof um so I will say that there won't be any probably immediate gratification once you do this um uh, what do you guys think? 
Um, you mentioned that you said, what's it going to feel like when this is done? And I don't know if you were referring explicitly to done reporting or done that it was going to be over. Here's the thing. Uh, I have been raped uh, multiple times before in my life. And I have been picking up the pieces in some way or another, not to make this sound really bad, but for a decade. Yeah. Um, But it does get better. And I will tell you that I have healed. And because I have healed, I have become the type of person that is able in a unique position to be able to help other women who have gone through assault um, and rape and harassment before. And that is more that is like that is that's the good part about it. And also that I you can't there is life after it. There is life after it. And there's a really good life for you out there. And you did do the right thing for you. Um, Obviously, we live in a culture, as I'm sure you're aware of, that treats sexual assault victims uh, pretty badly. And I just want you to know that, you know, you are not a bad person for going forward, even if that's what your head is telling you. And you do not have to feel bad guilty about this person losing their job I get that Mm. I get that that's how you feel because I've you know I never went for I never reported mine yeah for a multitude of reasons I was not in a position where I felt that I could report my rapist but I never did and you know of course of course you're gonna feel like that that's what our culture tells us is that we have to feel guilty for disrupting this person's life well this person fucking disrupted your life yeah you know you're going through trauma right now. Um, anyway, it does get better. You will recover. You will heal. And you'll be able to help other women because of this. One thing that will help, and I will say this because I think it applies, is you could probably get paid from this. And I will say that the one time I like really went after someone, I was in a position where I was I had the money for to pursue that and with a lawyer. And um, that was very empowering to like come out on the other side of it with some sort of victory, even though you'll never like there's no price tag on what that costs. But like to know that you are being not only validated through words, but like actually receiving some sort of check that says you were hurt and like this is what this is a bare minimum of what you are owed um and i think that that will definitely apply in this workplace situation and i think as a single mom or a mom i don't know if you're single or not but i think as a mom i i think all of that i think it'll it will feel very good to be validated in that way which is like superficial but it's also can be very meaningful um and i think that that's definitely something that will be an option for you um Uh, My question is that whether or not you want to stay at this job, because I know for me, uh, the way that I would feel is even after all of that was resolved, especially if it's someone who is currently a coworker who will not be a coworker, obviously, once this comes out, um, I would feel uncomfortable being in that workplace every day moving forward. And I feel like you could probably, if it is some sort of government job, they could move you within um, to something else. Because if it's law enforcement, it's probably some sort of government job and you could move to a different department. Maybe you really love your job and you want to stay there. I don't know. But 
I will say that I would definitely personally feel probably uncomfortable in that workplace setting. Um, If that's the case, maybe look into options for that because the other problem with law enforcement is that like these people are really like in the hole together. Do you know what I mean? They really like look out for each other. Like there's a, you know, it's a sick brotherhood in a way. I mean, we just saw that whole thing in Baltimore where a guy who was supposed to testify against, uh, you know, five cops who I think beat someone or something terrible. He got, he, he wound up shot with his own gun. Right. Um, so, because he was going to snitch on other officers. So like, I will say that like law enforcement in particular seems like a really toxic environment in terms of like loyalty or whatever. And, well, protecting each other. Yeah, and yeah. if you feel like you want to get out of there, that's a that's a very okay feeling and probably something you should do. But I'm really sorry that you're fucking dealing with this, dude, and I'm really proud of you for reporting it. I mean, as I do always say, just like Rachel just said, I mean, I don't recommend in life, like typically reporting a rape. It's like nothing comes of it. It's like the most traumatic experience you have to, thankfully this is a workplace situation, but when it's like just a, you know, on the street sort of thing, like, like some sort of like party thing or whatever, it's really, really hard to get any results at all. And it's a lot of trauma for you. So, well, I think that, um, it's hard to say cause she's clearly already done this. Yeah. But I did report, but I was a when I was a child. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like the ultimate the, go- the ultimately the goal needs to be I need to let the world know this is what happened to me. Mm-hmm. You need to go into it and come out of it feeling sure in yourself uh and what happened to you and that you had the right to say this to people whether or not they believe you is not really it. Like it'll hurt when they don't believe you because how could it not? And that happened to me with my grandmother who didn't, who like basically denied my truth or whatever to my face. So I feel like you have to just do it for yourself, not care what anyone thinks and just walk away with it knowing that you did what you thought was the right thing to do. Don't fucking care about him or his career or life like or 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 ruining someone's reputation. Like, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I just feel like it has to be for you. Like, I mean, I think it's great if you can get some money or a better job or move positions. But ultimately, I think telling has to be, I'm not getting anything for this. This is what I need to do to move forward with my life. Because this is not okay, what happened to me. Right. And I feel like if you can get justice, whether that's in the form of monetary or criminal justice, that's amazing. But it should ultimately just be about what you need to do, I think. Christina, when did this call come in? A while ago. Okay, so this came in like a month ago, I guess, which means that probably a lot has happened and we would really love an update from you because, sorry, and I'm sorry we didn't get to this sooner because obviously you're probably seeking some sort of, you you need to hear from us. So I apologize that it took us a while to get around to this, but we would love to hear an update from you about kind of what happened and where you're at and how you're feeling and... um thanks for calling us and trusting us with this kind of call. You know, I wish I could give a better, I had a better answer, but I think that between the three of us, we might've put something together for you. Um, yeah, let's take another call. Hi, malls, Christina and guest. My name is Tori. I'm 21. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I've been living here for, about six or seven months and I found 
a boyfriend who's pretty great, and he has some cool friends, but I'm having some issues making friends myself that are my own friends separate from him. I'm a student, and I don't really have many friends on campus, and I'm really unsure how to make friends as an adult. It would be really nice to have some girlfriends. Uh, I'm just not sure what to do. My anxiety prevents me from doing a lot of stuff. I'm working on it. If you have any advice, I would love to hear it. Please advise. You sound like a frown. Like, I don't know if you know that, but like, literally, you are the voice of like, if they're, if you, they redo the emoji movie, like, I hope they <laughs> cast you as the frowny face because your voice literally embodies a frown. Like, I just don't know if you know that. You might want to put another inflection on your voice in general just to say, like, you know, hey, I'm not here to ruin the party. Like, it's very Debbie Downer. Very like, Debbie I feel Downer. like 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 a quiet moment comes over the party and she decides to tell everyone she had an abortion three summers ago. Like, it's just like... Well, that it, might actually be more exciting. <laughs> you know, well, then, then we're like, you know, there's something to talk about. But it just seems like you're going to bring up bad news. And I just... Right. And I want to throw out there that that's a big turnoff to a lot of people, believe it or not. It was pretty like dour like the whole <laughs> everything went down every right. phrase kind of took a downward turn and it's like i kept waiting for it to get sadder yeah it was sad yeah it was like, sad it kind of i kind of was like where is this going i was waiting for the moment where she said i have a hard time making friends because blank right and then to just and we were also kind of like amazed you that you a have boyfriend? a boyfriend before you have a friend my guess is you have a hot body it's possible um, or it's easier to get a man to like you for various reasons <laughs> It's like some guys just like sad girls too, right? Because they think it's the sex fetish. will be better. Yeah, <laughs> it's not true. Is it because think. of the sex? I have heard people say that they think certain types of girls will be more unhinged during sex. I just, <laughs> I to me, it just seems like that's like he's he wants to fix you or like a broken oh, bird that's syndrome. True. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I feel like there's a fine line between broken bird and just fucking shoot the bird. <laughs> I. <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you want to have some kind of hope with a broken bird? Like, oh, that I'm going to fix this wing. Not just, like, take a tire iron right. and put it's it out never, of its misery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you do that with birds or just horses. but like. I think I would use a tire. I don't own a tire iron. I would drive to Home Depot, come back, go. and kill the bird with that. Yeah, oh. no. Uh, but continue. Why I, is my I think she needs to um, watch the Debbie Downer sketch from SNL from, like, 15 years ago. With Rachel Dratch and be like, if that's you, identify if that's you. That's that is what she sounds like is Debbie. But I Downer. think she sounds like that, but at least Debbie Downer had some interesting Downer news <laughs> to present. Like I didn't see anything like, oh, that's good. I'm like, not getting dude, anything she from you, about, right? Yeah. I feel like you're not only seem sort of down, but boring, but boring. So it's like get some interest. Like you're in Cincinnati, you need to work. I don't know if you need to work. I mean, you could be a sense. Right. You maybe in LA you'd fail, but you could be a Cincinnati ten. Interesting wise, probably. That yeah. Would be very easy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's I, that's achievable. Find, uh, find some like weird club or group to get into in Cincinnati. Some like weird thing that's just you and just your own has nothing to do with school. Has nothing to do with your boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like something that's just what what's your interest? Like, is there a fucking D in a way, club in Cincinnati? Right. In a Go way, having it. a boyfriend and being with all of his friends could be limiting you from developing a personality. Like if you're just kind of latching on to his scene and what their interests are. Yeah, what maybe are you that's into? sort of I don't know. 
Yeah, I um, I also think that like, look, for the purposes of calling here or whatever, it was important you mentioned your anxiety, but I think there right. was a collective eye roll at the table because we all have anxiety. We literally all have anxiety and all of us are introverts that act like extroverts and all of us are all of these yeah. things. We're all all of these things. Right. But the and you know, it's two varying degrees. And I understand like your need to want to explain that to us just for the context of the call. But like, I would really do your best to one state learn how to be autonomous like autonomy is a gigantic skill to have in life you need to learn how to have it you need to learn how to just be by yourself um and it sounds like you don't really know how to do that so there's that it is key that's something to work on um but then the times that you are not by yourself and totally happy and comfortable being alone um just don't bring up stuff like your anxiety until you really get to know someone like don't keep putting yourself in situations where you're going to be an anxious mess. Um, Anything that like, I always say, if anything that brings up a feeling of dread before you do it, don't do it. Like don't go to a party with your boyfriend. If you know that you're going to sit there and be completely weirded out the whole time. Like that's weird for that ruins everyone's night. Well, it's true about, I mean, it's like the first impression thing. You don't want to start labeling your, you're better off not going than going and making a really bad impression. Like, Oh, here's, here's his irritating Debbie Downer girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't want to be that. But I think that, you know, you're probably not. I mean, what's her name? Tori? Tori. Yeah, I don't think Tori's like a bad person. I no, think no, Tori, no, no. you just need to like, you're boring. She's also young. She's 21. She's young. So. Oh, she's 21? Right. Oh, girl, I'm sorry. No. Mm-mm. That actually makes it worse for me. It does. You're too young to be this. Anxious. Not anxious. Just like, hey, it's Tori. I have right. no friends. Like, you're 21. Like, like you're, she, first of all, she probably is hot if she's 21. Right. Also, how old Harness is that, baby. Like, she should take acid or mushrooms. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and I'm, this is coming from a sober person. If you, like, don't have a problem with drugs or something, like, consider, like, going loosen to the forest. Up, right. Not even just loosen up, but, like, go into the, like, forest or whatever if they have that in Cincinnati and, like, yeah. take some mind altering substances. Yeah. And, like, have a spiritual experience with yourself. And just realize, like, because the main spiritual, the main spiritual experience that has come from those sort of things for me has been that, like, nothing is as bad as I think it is. I'm right. fine. It will always be fine because it's always has been fine. Right. And NBD, like, and that's all you really like need to know. You know, it's you're gonna be fine. Just stop overthinking it. It seems like you're really overthinking it too. And I think we said this before with a with a dating thing. It's like if you go into a situation desperate for yeah. approval and validation, no one fucking wants no one to wants deal to with that. With they that. want they want to have fun too. So well, let's like, do a test. Fun. Let's okay. do a test. If you're in Cincinnati and you want to hang out with Tori, call three two three four five zero seven four zero eight, and we'll we'll set you guys up, Tori. If you're fine with that, don't want you to be anxious about it. But um. I'm sure there has to be someone in Cincinnati who's dying to be friends with Tori based on that call. Who knows where to get acid in Cincinnati? I'm being sarcastic. I don't think anyone based on that call would want to be her friend. And that's kind of the message that I want to put out there, which right. is like. Because I don't hear any phones ringing. I'm just <laughs> our, numbers, our number is not blowing up right now. So I mean, this isn't live no, either. I but I do want you to know, girl, that like I wouldn't want to be your friend based off that call. So maybe. God, I'm being kind of mean today, huh? This is mean for me, right, Christina? I'm being on the mean side. A little on the mean side. That's okay. Sometimes you get in that mood. I darkened my hair like two shades, okay? Like, this is who I am now. 
Um, or I feel like no, Molly is dead. Okay, my hair's a little bit darker. Um, you darkened your hair too. I went like to brunette stream. I haven't been brunette since I was 13 years old. Maybe Tori should darken her hair and take on a new persona or lighten it. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> yeah, like Sasha Fierce. Pierce right. your nipples this weekend. Exactly. Get a conversation piece going. You yeah, that's something. a conversation Listen, whip your nipple No ring bra and nipple rings on party. campus. I, yeah. If some girl, it, I mean, depending, if she was like sober, I mean, maybe I would want to talk to the girl who was just like whipped out her nipple ring right. at the party. And you're like, <clears throat> you say something like, hey, here's an icebreaker. Right. Here's <laughs> it's my ice rock hard nipples. <laughs> There's a barbell through them. Right. Okay. And she would have to, it would have to come with a funny joke. Cause if she just yeah. whipped her nipple out, it'd be like, who's this irritating person? Honestly, for the next week, I'm going to think about puns <laughs> that she can use. I like Christina's that. Christina's dying. Christina's dying. I really like the icebreaker yeah, one. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, uh. yeah, here's my rock hard nipple. Yeah. With a barbell. And you can hit it. <laughs> yeah. Hit a cu- ice cube with you a hammer. You could take a cocktail swizzle Tweak stick and, and ding, right. ding, ding. I have something to say. Yeah. I have something to say. Announcement. Announcement. <laughs> Christina's dead. <laughs> and now Christina's. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I'd like to make a toast. <laughs> then everyone will be like, who is that guy's girlfriend? She is fucking incredible. <laughs> I think this is really good. I would want to be friends with that person. <laughs> Ursula Upper. <laughs> I think we just solved your problem. Okay. And we got it. This. We got to it finally. Yeah, Did they snag? It. If you have like a nipple ring, does it snag on things? I have a belly button ring. It doesn't snag. I used to have a belly button ring. I think I was always afraid of wearing a sweater, that it would snag on a sweater. Oof, that is making me almost faint. <laughs> <laughs> We're also really hungry. That's true. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Tori, I think we've solved your problem. Christina has come back. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Is that all for episode 150? You guys, it's episode 150. Please advise. Thank you so much for listening. You guys, where can people find you besides Hollywood Crime Scene, which is so good? Uh, my Twitter account is the Rachel Fisher. And my Twitter account is Desi Jed, J-E-D. And I think that's it. And the yeah. podcast. Yeah. And, and you guys got to listen to the pod. It's really good. Yeah. If you're into cr- true crime stuff. But I love like, I mean, Hollywood's such an interesting niche. You guys did the, I know you do set up to donate to your Patreon to get the extra episodes. How much is that, by the way, to get your extra $5. Episodes? I've got $5. Um, <laughs> they extra filthy. You'll like them. Yeah. They did a episode about the famous, um, is it, uh, what's his face? The one with the slutty daughter. Um, Kimberly Stewart, Richard. Oh, uh, uh, Rod Stewart. Rod, oh, Rod Stewart. Yeah. Oh, the slutty you, daughter. Did you like That's what Kim he's most Stewart? famous for. <laughs> he has a slutty daughter. Well, um, <laughs> and a gravelly voice. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a porcupine as a slutty yeah. daughter. You know what I'm talking about. Um, no, but like. Maggie May literally is the most upsetting. So I like have a childhood memory of my mom crying to it in the car because she just found out that like her boyfriend had a wife. And- oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's and an amazing I- scene. And I like to this day, if it comes on, I get like a little bit emotional. I get very offended by people's affection for that song. I'm like, what's wrong with you? This whole song is sick. Like, yeah. this is not a good song. It's not. I know. It's- That's how I feel about Don't Stand So Close to Me by the police. It's <laughs> a little heavy handed. Also- my mom had something, too, in a car. And it with was very song? sunny. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear it. I mean, it's also kind of. Yeah. Molesty, right? Yeah. 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 It's about a teacher and a a student hucking up. Whatever. 
So, that yeah. was, it was the 80s. Um, anyway, you guys. Oh, but um, <laughs> Richard. The Rod Stewart. What, what's his name? Rod Stewart. I was like, Richard Simmons has stomach full of cum. What's his name? <laughs> well, Stewart. that's also true. That is, that's debatable. How many Weight Watchers points? <laughs> Sweating to the oldies. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, the Rod Stewart come episode. Yeah, which I actually didn't know that story. So really, really? Oh I don't God. think so. I mean, there's. I know. I mean, I know a lot of the greatest hits, but right, I don't right. know that. I didn't know that one. Wow. So yeah. it's educational. It was. Yeah. Well. It is an uh-huh. educational. Have show. you done the hamster episode? Yes, yes we did. That's we on did our bonus. That. That's available on our Patreon. We've uh, done. We got to the bottom of where it originated. Too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can you tee that up? Christine's looking confused. Famous actor put a hamster in his ass. It was a gerbil. <laughs> excuse, uh, excuse me. me he put the a fake story is that it was a joke <laughs> it wasn't i will fact check it's not real story. well come on i mean i think it's real it was the 80s yeah a lot of things happened <laughs> a lot of things happened in the 80s um you and i are going to go to a casino soon yes maybe to see rod stewart he probably um, is playing at a casino i think that absolutely must happen. But I'm not staying during Maggie May. Oh, fuck That's that. when I get up and get She'll a drink. Be in a fetal position. <laughs> I, I, I think okay, that's a really good idea. Morongo. Yeah, we'll go to Morongo <laughs> yeah. or Pachanga yeah. or Kachuma. I love Fantasy I'll Springs. I'll go, but I'll just I drink. We went to Fantasy Springs and the lineup was out of control. It was garbage. Alanis Morissette, oh Boston. God. Like they had. Wow. I was <laughs> like, I was like, if I just move out here for the summer, this is like an extended Coachella. I could totally Dude, get behind. I that's so, my Coachella. That's my Coachella <laughs> is going to a casino and seeing like total has-beens, except garbage <laughs> is timeless. Well, yeah. Alanis, Alanis Morissette. Yeah. yeah. But Boston. All that. Boston, <laughs> Boston. But usually at casinos, it's like. You know, you're going to see Keith Sweat, but I want to see Keith Sweat. I'll see Keith Sweat. That's the thing is like, I want to see all these like, right. quote unquote, has been. She had a baby casinos. by Keith Sweat. What is that from? It's some. It's from a show. She had a baby by Keith Sweat. That's and a I, lyric. No, it was a, it was a woman on, it was Flavor either Flav? a woman on YouTube <laughs> or it was a woman on, no, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh. And like. Instead of saying she had a baby with Keith Sweat, by him. she like said it like was it was by his, his like it was like a book that he wrote. Yeah, and he I dropped his new single, like, a baby in her. <laughs> a baby in her. <laughs> she had a baby by Keith Sweat. All right, Wags, I'm sorry. All right, you guys, okay. thank you so much Bye. for joining thank us. You. Bye. Bye.